0: Time once again now for Planet Korea, our weekly blank slate in which we pick a theme and just kind of run with it, whatever direction it takes us. We've done a theme all this month called Made in Korea. Last week we showed you how K-pop is made, and this time around we're moving on to another international juggernaut of culture, Korean food. Here's Hanseul Ju with the story.
1: say the words Korean food, what comes to mind? Perhaps Korean barbecue, maybe bibimbap. It's always interesting to ask people what they think of different cuisines. If you ask a random person on the street anywhere in the world about, say, Chinese food, you're almost guaranteed to hear an endless list of different descriptions and words. But in my 20 years of growing up in Australia, I've realised that when it comes to Korean food, you only ever hear a handful of responses. Pretty much everyone will say Korean barbecue. Some will say kimchi. But a whole heap of people will tell you, I don't actually know anything. So I was curious, is this something experienced by most people around the world? And if so, why? How can we change this? I started off by asking some expats and tourists around Seoul about their knowledge of Korean food before they came here. Needless to say, there was a pretty clear theme across the board. Absolutely nothing. I knew it was spicy. I knew it had a lot of red paste. Not that much, actually. Just it's very similar to um, uh, Chinese and, uh, and Japanese food.
2: I actually knew absolutely nothing about Korean food. I had never been to a Korean restaurant. Nothing.
3: Um, I didn't really know a lot about it at all. I tried it maybe once or twice and thought it was quite good. But, uh, yeah, it was all new to me when I got here.
1: Now, I'm not completely ignorant. Of course, Korean food has been gaining an incredible amount of interest recently, from TV cooking competitions like MasterChef to popular food magazines. Korean food is being featured everywhere. And its popularity amongst ordinary people is evident, with more and more looking at Korean food blogs. One such blog is kimchimari.com, which is run by Korean-American Jinju Lee. And let's just say her number of readers and where they come from is very telling.
2: The number of countries that I get have definitely risen over the years. Uh, people from Great Britain, Canada, Australia, Indonesia, Singapore. Uh, all in all, I on an average month, I get about 148 different countries. You know, it used to be like 80 countries a few years ago. And now it's over 140. When I was in Korea, I did uh, cooking classes. I actually got students coming directly from Netherlands, from Germany, China, uh, just wanting to come to my classes during their one-week visit to Korea. So that also tells me, um, you know, more people are interested. People are talking about it all over.
1: I also spoke to Chia Choi, president of Ongo Food Communications. She's traveled to various countries in order to promote Korean food. So she knows exactly how much people's knowledge of Korean food has changed over the years and
3: how we can better promote it. Korean food is becoming more popular definitely than before. But um, compared to other uh, such as Korean music or drama, it's uh, still is taking time. But definitely uh, kimchi, Korean barbecue, yeah, some food is already, you know, like a star, I mean, <laughs> internationally.
1: Growing up, I can certainly say that the Korean food scene in Australia has definitely seen some serious changes. See, when I was little, no one even knew what kimchi was. When friends came to my house, it was simply the stinky red vegetable that was always in our fridge. But these days, kimchi is used in so many different ways, like in burgers and salads. It's really promising to see. So imagine the amount of change someone like my mum has seen over the last 30-plus years she's been living in Australia. I'm sure, as you all know, mothers are really at the cornerstone of Korean cuisine, and my mum in particular, not to brag or anything, is well-known in the Australian-Korean community for her cooking. She's helped to translate Korean cookbooks and written columns for magazines about Korean food and recipes.
4: I immigrated to um, Australia in 1982. It's about 30-something years ago. And there were not many restaurants on, or not many Korean grocery shops. So it was very hard to get many Korean ingredients. But nowadays, it's everywhere. In every suburb, you can find all Korean restaurants. And also, nowadays, there lot, are lots of parents and um, working people eating Korean restaurants or takeaways.
1: It's funny because when I was in school, I used to be embarrassed about taking Korean food for lunch because when I did, my friends would usually respond with, what is that? Or if people asked me what I ate for breakfast, I'd just say that I had toast because explaining the fact that I had rice with soup and some side dishes never seemed to go down very well. People sort of just looked at me in horror as if that was the weirdest thing that they'd ever heard. But nowadays, I have more friends who show an interest in what I eat more and more of them want to try different Korean dishes.
4: I guess probably they had an idea that if it, when it's a Korean food, they think of garlic and spicy. But once they try and look at my cooking and once they try my food, they find it very tasty and nice.
2: My number one blog follower is a... Um Is an American. She's Caucasian. She's over 70. She actually lives locally, we found out. So uh, we uh, met up and um, she shared her excitement, you know, her enthusiasm for Korean food. It was just amazing. Recently, we made Pochidan together. She visited. It seems that once they get a
1: taste of it, they just fall in love with it well there's so much more there's um all different dishes there's, there's just everything it's delicious all the beef dishes like bulgogi and yes. korean barbecue yeah. and like bibimbap and soju makoli, this kind of stuff so yeah now i love it i eat it probably five days a week bulgogi and the soup with the rice and the seafood pancakes everything
0: i love korean food I don't even like American food anymore. Um, I really like Korean food. I find it very varied and, and, and pretty tasty.
3: It's fantastic. One of my favorite things is uh, duck albi. We have large variety of food and also um, it's really tasty. Many people associate Korean food as spicy food or just barbecue. But also we, we do have a very good seafood or I think it's a very good diet for vegetarians.
1: Korean food is pretty amazing. I can't think of another cuisine with as much variety as it. You have noodles, cold and hot, stews, soups, rice dishes, meat dishes, vegetable dishes, and the list just goes on. There's something for literally every palate.
2: Korean food is so versatile in terms of the ingredients. Um, It can be meat-heavy, it can be all vegetarian, but still be equally delicious. Um, You can have a whole meal that is gluten-free if you wanted to. What I love the most is the depth of flavour and texture a Korean dish can have. Amazing! every time I research and I learn more about Korean food, um, there's just so much wisdom uh, in everything that we do.
1: So it puzzles me why other Asian cuisines, like Chinese and Japanese, are almost staple foods in people's
3: diets, and Korean food isn't. The Chinese food actually... Um became popular a uh, long long time ago since the immigrants from China actually moved to Australia or United States uh and then in case of Japan uh Japanese uh government they started to promote their food as part of a very important culture from 1970s uh, in Korea I think everything started um, at uh, Olympic 1988 so it hasn't been that long you know, compared to Japanese or Chinese food and also in terms of population you know, uh, compared to Chinese people Japanese people uh, there aren't many Korean people I know that Koreans are everywhere here and there but in, ta- in terms of number uh, we're not with we, there are not as many as Chinese or Japanese but That's another reason why um, Korean food is taking more time. That's why um, it's not as famous or uh, like a Japanese or Chinese food. My
1: friends, and I'm sure a lot of foreigners would agree, find the smell of foods like jjigae and the different types of kimchi very intimidating. So it makes it difficult for them to step foot into a traditional Korean restaurant. The,
2: the way that Korean food is introduced in the restaurant um, it, it's, it makes some people, it makes foreigners uh, more difficult. Sometimes we get stuck on just not trying to change the flavors and just trying to remain so traditional and authentic. We sort of uh, tend to forget the audience. The big difference between some of the other Asian food and Korean food is that the other Asian, especially Chinese and Japanese in the U.S., they have done a great job of sort of adopting their cuisine to more local flavors.
1: When introducing a lot of my friends to Korean cuisine, I've begun taking them to more modern Korean restaurants rather than places like Korean barbecue. Why? Well, because a lot of these restaurants use very traditional methods and incorporate traditional and authentic tastes in dishes that look and smell much more welcoming. They're less, for use of a better word, confronting. And the best Korean chef that I know agrees that this is a great way
4: to introduce Korean food. I think we need to develop more Korean food to introduce Westerners, like some kind of fusion styles, Yes, I think we need to do we need to do more work on introducing new stuff to um, westerners.
1: I once saw a Korean restaurant that described tapte as cellophane noodles. I don't know about you, but I use cellophane to wrap gifts. Doesn't sound all that appetizing, does it?
2: I think the other barrier is the description on the menus in restaurants often or how we describe the ingredients.
1: I've seen guests spelt a hundred different ways and things like seolongtang described simply as white soup.
2: There are ways that we can make it more sound more appetizing. We don't need to be accurate. I think we just need to be very creative. A lot of people I've
1: spoken to have told me that they always resort to things like bibimbap when they go to Korean restaurants because they have no idea what anything else is. They can't pronounce it and don't want to look stupid. Or they read the description and don't know what any of the ingredients are.
2: The spelling of it is, is not consistent at all. So especially online, when people search for names, I mean, double T, double D, what do we use for a talk, you know, what? Uh, Dw or Boe for penjang.
1: And on top of that, many people also ask about Korean dining etiquette. They don't know when they're allowed to eat with their hands. Can they use their chopsticks to pick up the tofu in the soup, or do they share the jjigae or not?
3: I personally think that um, how to eat Korean food is something you know tricky, and nobody explains how to eat Korean food. Some of the, for example, jjigae, Koreans like to share. Cook, which is soup, we never share with other people. So those table etiquette or eating habit, eating style, that's another one issue that Koreans think needs to think about. Promote, uh, not just promote kimchi or, you know, selected very few menus. So promote, uh, variety and also, um, promote food as a pal- part of culture. So as I mentioned, uh, why Korea eat like this? Where, why Koreans like to share food? why you use your hands to make some, not uh, chopstick. Uh, so, yes, the fun part uh, and unique part of Korean cuisine is uh, it also includes uh, all, all those things, not just food itself.
1: I love Korean food, and I'm sure you do too. See, I've been in Korea for just over a month now, and I can confidently say that most of my money has gone towards food. And how could I not? Everything is so delicious. I really wish more people could share this love, more of my friends and their families back home. Sure, Korean food is only just beginning to gain some attention and interest, and we need to give it some time until it has a similar effect as K-pop around the world. But in order to get to that point, it seems that a lot of work still needs to be done. From ensuring that the spelling of words and descriptions of dishes are all consistent, to educating more people about Korean table etiquette. I know that all of this is difficult to do, but I'm also incredibly hopeful about the growth and rise of K-food. Because along with K-pop, K-dramas and K-beauty, K-food is such an important part of Korean culture, especially abroad. So it only makes sense that we do all that we can to promote it and see it bloom.
0: Hansel Jew there, who since preparing this report has headed back to her native Sydney, Australia, where we are very confident that she can still get Korean food. Hansel, if you're listening... We miss the accent, we miss all your contributions, so uh, hurry on back whenever you can. And if you missed the first installment of our Made in Korea series, remember you can always catch up via podcast. Just search Koreascape or TBS-EFM Koreascape in the podcast application of your choice. And be sure to tune in again next week for the third and final chapter, Soju. And that is it for this special Saturday edition of Koreascape. Our show is produced by Christina Sol, GP Wen, and Jamie Lee are our writers. I'm Kurt Ashen. Remember to follow us on Facebook or on Twitter, at Koreascape, one word. And do join us again on Monday when we'll be rolling out a new season of segments. We'll see you then.